Hello everybody, it's Elaine Black. Podcast number four. In a year when comedy clubs are closing and comedians struggling, my guest today decides to give up her job as a lawyer and take up comedy full time. She is the new comedian of the year 2017, funny woman one to watch 2018, Leicester Square new comedian of the year finalist in 2018, and Leicester Square not so new comic of the year finalist in 2019. Trevor, Trevor Locke says she's destined for success, and John Gordillo says that she is a British Sarah Silverman. Um, she did her, her show called Never Again at the Edinburgh Fringe in 2019. And let's hope that just wasn't an omen for uh, what 2020 brought. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the one and only Davina Bentley. Davina! Yes, <laughs> oh. hello. Hi, I have to say, I feel very disingenuous. Um, saying that I jacked in my job, although I did jack in my job, I didn't really have a choice. So although I was like, I'm taking this comedy full time, I also had no choice about that. <laughs> Disclosure. So, so great material for you for the future. Great material for the future. <laughs> Always so. So um, what actually got you into comedy in the first place? Because you've been doing it for a few years now. So it's a sad story, Elaine. It's not, it's not a happy story. <laughs> um, so I'd done eight gigs and they'd all gone quite well, like around 2013, 14, like never properly. But these eight gigs had done like pretty well, got to the quarterfinal of Leicester Square, which I didn't know was like quite a big deal for someone who'd like never really gigged before. And then I was sort of like, well, I remember being like, well, I'm really happy. I was in like a very long-term relationship had, you know, two parents, la da da. And I was like, I don't really have any drive to do comedy because I'm so happy. And then I think in 2016, um, my dad died. And at the same time, dude, I thought I was gonna marry, who I'd been with for eight years dumped me like two weeks before my dad died. And then I was like, oh, now I have some funny stuff to say. <laughs> since then, I've just been, you know, making all the chuckles. Um, and that's how I got into comedy and I love it more than anything because I love <laughs> jokes um so yeah I haven't really stopped since I started so so the idea the your top tip for being a really good comedian is have a, a real life-changing event something disastrous happened to you and then you're fine you've got lots to yeah. laugh about get divorced or lose a parent I think it's quite common like a dead parent or like a big yeah a big change of life circumstance and and, and you go that would be my so, so were you a were you a law in the lawyer side of things before you took up comedy? Or yeah, what? always. I mean, I worked as a lawyer for like the last. Am I allowed to swear or no? Yeah, well, it's your yeah. it's your it's your um it's your platform, my dear. You. <laughs> no, I'm going to try really hard not to. Um, I I've been a lawyer for years, so I've always worked like full time as a solicitor, um, and. And then when when comedy's kind of done well in the last few years, I've like taken a few months off or gone to being like a freelance a solicitor rather than working in a law firm. But I've, but that's been my background. Like I'm, I'm a litigator and now I'm trying to, I think I'm gonna do something called paralegaling, which is like a massive step down in order so that I can really, really focus on stand up. Right. So I say this like every year, every year I'm like I'm giving up law 
and every year I like backtrack and I'm a bit of a pussy so but at least you've got something to pay the bills whilst you're moving yes upwards and onwards so that that's really good and you actually um so were your fam family were they quite what am I going to say? Could they, was your family sort of supportive? Were they funny people in the in They're the background? Really, really funny. Like my fat, my mum is so funny. She's probably the funniest person I've ever met. Um, my dad was incredibly funny as well. My sister's funny. My brothers are funny. My nieces are like everyone in my family is funny, but very unsupportive. <laughs> <laughs> like deep. They're just like they're just like traditional. They're very conservative Jewish people. So the idea of like doing this incredibly unstable creative career is just non-negotiable. It's absolutely a no. Um, <laughs> but then as things start to get slightly better, my mum and sister get a bit more supportive, but it's only through fear that they don't support me. Yeah. So you kind of watched an episode of Mrs. Maisel and thought, I could do that. No, that show watched my life. Because banging on about the show, I was like, I don't know what this is. Mrs. Maisel, what is such a weird name? And then a few people were like, you have to watch it. And then I was like, oh, okay. That's basically the premise of how I got into stand-up, except mine is a bit more dramatic and better. Right. Um, <laughs> and I don't dress. Although it's really, like, my relationship with my mum is very similar to that show. My mum is a lot like the mum in that show. Wow. Because I adore that mum in that show. I watched it, I said... Yeah, I mean, she's gorgeous. She's so funny and mean. <laughs> so my mum loves that comparison. I was so she'll be she won't be annoyed with me for suggesting that. Um, no, no, love that. So, so what with comedy clubs and everything closing down and you starting up in comedy, how are you actually getting yourself out there at the moment? Um, there's two things that there are Zoom gigs. Um, you and I talked off air about a bit. It's it's just so different because the, it's really sad. Like the whole industry is contracted, and you know that because at gigs before everything locked down, I'd do a gig and all of a sudden really amazing comedians that I've never gigged before and that I'd see on the telly were suddenly gigging with me. And it shows that there was a drip down from the top level because they had nowhere to practice new material. Um, so that was the first sign of like, oh God, this is really bad. The industry is contracted, there's no live gigs. Um, but things have gone to Zoom. So there are Zoom gigs, which are fun. I've done some really lovely ones. I did Unhappy Monday, which is normally at the Amisham Arms. Uh -huh. um, that was great. And and so I do this. The other thing that I do is I try, at the moment, I'm trying to do one comedy sketch every day and releasing it on TikTok and Instagram. And after no views at all, last night, I got 20,000 views for one of my videos. Wow! But it sounds a lot. It's actually not my mate Freya, my mate Ali Woods. They get like millions and squillions of views. But for me, old lady, trying to understand this weird, you know, this whole new platform, it's a lot for me. So I was very happy. Uh, well, I'm I'm impressed. I mean, Thank you. I'm I, proud of myself. I'm impressed you can do anything on TikTok. I'm impressed, I must admit, because that, that's um, so. But it really is the platform of the future, isn't it? I know uh, quite. Uh, I think. I mean, it's like I my friend Freya Mallard. I don't know if you know her. She is super funny. And last lockdown, she kind of went viral. Um, and she's hilarious. She's a really good stand-up um, and she's young and she's clever, but she obviously just was like, you have to take your funny, stupid ideas somewhere. So she took them to TikTok. Um, and it kind of, well, I mean, it's cheesy, but I think the girl at my local coffee shop said to me in the last lockdown, she's like, well, you have to adapt or you die. 
and I was a bit like oh shit you have to adapt or you die <laughs> that's quite yes so uh, no. uh, yeah, there are there are things out out there which are some, some which are really good and they are they are, I think they're growing as well now we've gone into yet another major lockdown comedians that had said no before are now saying okay I think this is our our main route um so I don't really notice it like some of my friends and I don't do zoom gigs I don't do zoom gigs it's like I think what like what are you gonna do it's okay like that's your choice but of course I'd much rather be in a live gig we'd all rather be in a live gig but you've got to do it's still nice to see an audience and nice to have some feedback yeah and and keep yourself good because I think you can go stale can't you because I think if you stop you what it's like you have to write every day and then something will come and if you zoom every it'll improve over time so that's I know when you came when you came to um the Berrylands so it was our first time we met I mean that was seems so long ago now but we had those chaps come in from outside who'd obviously had a really good good night and decided they were going to join us then we were all like Ooh! and you just shredded them it was oh. just it you were a master class it was just one of the I just oh. did <laughs> total like oh my god I'm learning so much from this woman just standing there and berating these chaps who ended up in the palm you had them in the palm of your hand they were basically <laughs> Just if only I could do that with men in any other context. It's so helpful if I could if I knew how to manipulate men in a non-audience context. But they I was really scared, you know, when they walked in, I was like, oh shit. And they were talking over, I can't remember who someone was before me and they were talking and I went over and I was like, guys, can you just like shut up a bit? Um but I was really scared because groups of boys can be really horrible. Um yeah. and they can be really aggressive. And initially, I remember coming for them quite hard, and the whole room was a bit like, "Oh, that's a bit mean." Like, to me, like, oh, well, you, you know, this girl's like really like giving, being a bit mean to those three white lads. Um, but then they got a bit mouthy, and then I could be a bit rude. It, like it was quite a, because normally, like back in the day, maybe six months or a year ago, I just go straight in for them and be horrible. But you can't do that. You've got to be a little bit horrible. <laughs> you've got to neg them a little bit and then be nice yeah you've got to be horrible but in a nice way so exactly. uh, <laughs> like you're a bunch of pricks not let's do that but I you don't did, like that you did look like you were enjoying yourself uh, yes. at the same oh time. i love that gig it was so nice but the gig i really loved yeah. um which i was thinking about today because it made me really sad that amazing gig in surbiton in the corner house Oh, it was so fabulous in that beautiful church art centre. Yeah. Such a good lineup. Like everyone was, it was so much fun. It was, it was quite emotional today thinking about that. Like that was. Oh, well, you were, you were one of the favourites that night because I'm, I'm actually on a street WhatsApp. And it was funny because I think they kind of forgot that I was there, even though I was in the street. Look, some of the street you don't know everybody in your whole street we've got like 150 houses but we are on a street whatsapp because of the coronavirus and everyone was going um oh Davida Bentley oh yes I like Davida Bentley so it was you and Darren Griffiths I would just say everyone was like messaging on whatsapp afterwards in the street whatsapp and I was going oh this is so good this is so cool and uh, yes <laughs> so you know, I'm really nervous because it was like a really um you know, like posh, posh art centre, like 
you know, like a proper fancy venue. And I remember walking, I was really scared and Darren uh, taught me a dance in the green room and like a really stupid dance to be less nervous. <laughs> so we walked in a circle around Horatio, swinging our arms and it made me less nervous. So it was really helpful. <laughs> so, Kel, what we really do try and do is actually provide a really nice environment for people to perform in. And that goes at any level. Um, and that's been great as well. I mean, I had someone contact me. They didn't even have a video. And uh, to and fro and with conversation in the end, I just thought, oh, let's just give them a go. Um, it's so lovely because most people would just be like, ignore it. Like, mate, if you don't have a video, like most people who run gigs are like, I am in on. That's the other thing about Corona is that um, the, the inundation, because there are so few gigs. Yeah. There were so few socially distanced gigs. It seems like people like you who run gigs were getting like harassed just endless emails from every comedian on the circuit it sounded quite nightmarish um yeah i mean basically we had a lot of of um stuff but it was it was fantastic i have met i reckon 2020 has been the best year for me meeting such amazing comedians and i feel like you're all friends now it's it's really weird feeling. It's just like, oh my god! And I sort of follow you all and go, oh look, the reader's now going to go professional, and I'm just so proud of you for doing that. It's nice. You should. You're like the opposite of my mum. <laughs> post and my mum gave me a bollocking. My mum was like, I blocked her from it. So the post said, for those listening, the post was like, I'm time to be a blah blah blah. I've decided I'm not. I'm going to like quit law and go try and go full time. I didn't say try. I said and go full term go full time with comedy that's what it said um and I, like thanks to Trevor Lock and Depp Monroe really encouraging and boy like right with um and then loads of people like good for you nice one and like people were so lovely um and then some smart people like my mate Arnold was like Davina there's no way you quit your job in the middle of a pandemic I was like excellent point I had no choice yeah. um and then my mum my mum was like Davina take that down immediately she was like you are burning bridges from all the people you know in law um but it's so nice that you and other people have been like good for you Davina you pursue that comedy you give oh, it a shot well, well I want that seat when you're at the Apollo I want you to go oh Elaine here's two seats for you to come and watch me at the Apollo also called Elaine so you guys can be like you can have <laughs> Elaine off and you can be really encouraging and then my <laughs> mum can maybe you can, like meet in the middle yeah yes <laughs> she'd probably hate me now <laughs> She, she would she would be lovely she'd just be like you're so nice you're so nice elaine um you're lovely but oh but we are all like people that you've booked for your gigs are always really really funny those two gigs everyone was so good on the bill oh i only have love i only have wonderful people everyone who comes is wonderful <laughs> your stuff is on tiktok and um, 20,000 views. 20,000 views. We want to get it up to a million. So everybody who watches this and listens to this has to go onto your account now and and uh, do your own. I'm, you I'm called at Davina Comedy, although it's, it's actually really unimpressive. I've got nearly 3,000 likes, which is a very low number. Um, and I've got 20,000 views for the silly video that I did. Um, but slowly, 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 catchy monkey. Um, but it's very, it's very, I mean, I'm, I'm laughing at myself, but I'm very excited for this. It's like getting a C. 
Yeah, but we've only just started, you know. By 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 the time this goes out, you could be up to a million. So, imagine. So that'd be fantastic. <laughs> Davina, I really look forward to having you and seeing you again live one day. And maybe I'll join you on a Zoom as well sometime. So uh, that, that, would, that would be amazing. Thank you so, so much. That's really lovely. And um, we'll, sp we'll speak to you again soon. So nice to speak to you. Take care. Bye, boys. Bye.